the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know a place where we can go to lay the troubles down, eating your soul. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Now, your host, Eric Cartier, Senior Pastor of Rocky Mountain Calvary Church. Like a tide, it is rising up deep inside a current that moves and makes it come alive. Welcome to Crosswalk. This is Pastor Eric Cartier. Thanks so much uh, for joining me. Hope that you're having a great afternoon and that your commute is going okay. Finally feels like spring is here and we're headed in uh, to summer. Hopefully this wind will die down. has been so uh, windy. This is a local show focusing on Colorado Springs and Southern Colorado. I love bringing in guests that are involved in serving and leaving in our city. Excited to have Christine O'Brien with me uh, today that serves as the Public Information Officer for Harrison School District 2. Christine, thanks for joining me. Thanks so much for having me. How's your day going? It's been great. It's busy. End of the school year. Lots going on. Crazy time uh, for sure. So. Well, I'm excited to have a conversation about education, education in the Springs, District 2. Uh, What a wild couple of years for educators. I'm so thankful for teachers. I think that one of the tragedies in our society is just that how teachers are oftentimes underappreciated and underpaid, and they have the toughest job uh, for sure. And so so excited to hear you share about uh, District 2. Could you share your background in education and also with District 2. Sure, absolutely. Well, I will have been in Colorado Springs for 30 years this summer, and I spent the first 20 years of my career working in the nonprofit field here locally with young children, both in mental health and also in programs that really build capacity for families and education. And then 10 years ago, I joined Harrison School District 2 in their communications department and really went to the district to do some fundraising and then found myself as the public information officer pretty soon after that. That's great. That's a long time. That's a good good history there with D2 and also uh, in, in education uh, for, for sure. So for some of the listeners that maybe aren't familiar with D2, could you tell us about the district, kind of where it's located, roughly how many schools and students, those type of things? You bet. So we are the second oldest school district in El Paso County, and we were established in 1874. Harrison School District 2 actually serves 19 square miles in South and Southeast Colorado Springs. We've got 20 traditional schools, three charter school systems, a homeschool academy, an online school, and a career academy, all under our flag. Wow, that's will. awesome. That's a lot. Yeah. It's, it's great. And um, we've grown to serve more than 13,000 students, and we have over 1,500 employees. And um, we know our students and our staff are really resilient. The pandemic, as you mentioned, has shown us that. I think most people have more appreciation for teachers if yeah. they had young children in their home or teens yes. even in their home yeah. during that time. 
And we really make it our our real key to build relationships in our district and to feel like a family. That's awesome. I don't know if District 2 kind of has a, a vision or mission statement. Uh, you know, do you guys kind of have a an anthem that you use as a goal or a charge? Yeah, we do. And I think I could boil it down best for listeners just to say that we really believe every child is capable of success. Hmm, I love that. And so if you don't believe that, you really don't have a job in our district. It's something we live out every day and we're going to make sure that we are all knitted together as a really tight community and that we're connected. That's great. If you don't mind talking about some of the challenges that faced D2 during COVID, you know, and, and education in, oh, wow. in general, yeah. I know as for me as a pastor, it, it was like the hardest time in leadership. Like we were having to make decisions that were completely out of our wheelhouse. Like we're, we're normal with dealing with this and now we're having to make uh, different uh, decisions, you know? So how was that for you personally and for district two and navigating all of that? Absolutely. Well, it was no different. I think we were like so many, the day we went home, we thought maybe we were going home for an extended spring break and we'd be home for two weeks. And it became evident to all of us that really things were going to look much different and we were going to have to adjust. And I think our district, like so many, we were not set up to go online right away, to be digital. We serve a population where there is a real digital divide. Our students don't live in households where everybody has a device and there's a family iMac maybe sitting out or laptops for everybody and devices. So we were doing things in the beginning like setting out big tubs with packets and worksheets. Mm. We had people coming to social distance and sit on grass in mass so they could have story time and teachers could help students. And we quickly realized that even more important than the lack of education and the fact that our kids weren't in school, it was what was happening in our community in Southeast. Families had lost their jobs altogether and been sent home. Their hours had been cut. They didn't have the luxury in many of their professions to work from home. And so families were suffering. They were without food. People couldn't find commodities and things that we need in our home, and they didn't have the luxury to drive all over Colorado Springs. To go find it. To find it and be there at 6 a.m. when they open to try and get toilet paper or whatever it is. So we really figured out that our sweet spot was partnering with our nonprofit partners, partnering with churches and community leaders to figure out how do we get more food distributions? How do we just take care of our families? Yeah. That kind of brings me to another topic. You know, we have a mutual friend, Stu Davis, uh, from Cause I Love You. And what's really unique about District 2 is the willingness to partner with nonprofits and churches. Uh, you know, tell us a little bit about how some of those partnerships might work, because I think a lot of listeners would be really surprised to to hear about some of the partnerships that do exist. Absolutely. Well, first, I've got to get a little plug-in for my friend Stu Davis also, yeah. and for Cause I Love You, uh, Stu and Corey and Gina are amazing friends to our district, and it was the best day when he walked into my office several years ago Mm. and really explained his vision for what he hoped Because I Love You could do for schools and how we would strengthen schools because that's really the pillar and the indicator of a healthy community. And 
we just heard him loud and clear and made it happen. And so our faith-based partners in our district are some of our strongest Hmm. and really the most important. They have helped us meet needs for families and students and staff that we could not have done without them. Um, the last two weekends were Spring City Serve weekends, yep. where Cause I Love You orchestrates great projects all over our city. We had 13 projects in our 20 schools, and I went around to all of those projects just to thank people and to take photos. But those are the best days of my spring. And then also in the fall, City Serve Day is enormous. And I think it's an opportunity for people to come do kind of a one-and-done, done-in-a-day, work alongside others from churches, from businesses, just local neighbors, but they get to see our schools, and that's really important. Yeah, it is. And it's just opened up the door for churches to partner with Cause I Love You and create really strong systems around individual schools where they develop relationships with the principal and the staff and the families and they continue to serve. And it's amazing for us. Yeah. For some that may not be familiar, Cause I Love You really brings churches together to meet needs in uh, the city. And you may not also realize uh, what Christine is sharing is that there's a lot of schools throughout the city that allow Cause I Love You and churches to come in and serve in different ways. I personally don't know of a city like that. And you wouldn't think, you know, public school and a church being able to partner. But we do both love the city and, and love the community, want the best for for the community. And so I'm really appreciative of District 20 to open the door to churches and would encourage more churches and believers, like, take an opportunity to go serve at, at these schools because there really is an open door to be able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And whether you serve in a group or you have some additional time and want to come and plug in with us and volunteer ongoing, we'd love to have you. Yeah. We're going to head to a break and we'll be right back. So stay with me with Christine O'Brien, Public Information Officer from Harrison School District 2 on 100.7 The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk. This is Pastor Eric Cartier. Thanks for listening. Hope that you're having a great afternoon. I have Christine O'Brien with me, the Public Information Officer of Harrison School District 2. We're having a great conversation about education and the joys and challenges in our community. I'm sure you may be aware, but it's easy to write this off, is the opportunity to volunteer and serve in our local schools and I'm not an expert on education, uh, but I know from a biblical perspective, mentorship so important. You know, when someone gets invested in uh, on a one-on-one level or one-on-two, one-on-three, you know, I had a difficult time learning to read as a kid uh, growing up, and there there was a teacher that took special time in a summer break. Uh, you know, my mom worked it out to where she would tutor me, and that's when I learned how to read. It was the summer between third and fourth grade. And that changed my life. You know, I I was definitely one of those kids that was on a road to maybe not knowing how uh, to to read. And the reward that comes from working with a student 
and seeing them grow in mathematics, see them grow in reading, but also knowing that they're cared for, knowing that they're valued, knowing that they're loved, it really does contribute to their overall success. So maybe what are some ways that people can get involved? And and maybe you could share a few stories of how you've seen someone get involved and and the impact that they've had in the life of a student. Sure, absolutely. Well, there's so many ways. And if you just have a couple of hours to give, we can set you up so that you can go into a classroom and you can do something as easy as practice sight words with kindergarten students or listen in reading groups. Um, If that's not your forte to sit in a small group with young children, then we can help you get teacher materials ready while teachers spend that time one-on-one with a student, which is really helpful. I will tell you my own personal experience of going into a classroom as an employee, but I went into a classroom to actually get some photos and handle something. I could see the teacher was really overwhelmed. There was a lot happening. There were some parents who were in the classroom. She was trying to pass things out. And as this next 30 minutes unfolded, I found myself opening up little Ziploc baggies that the teacher had put together herself with flashcards, little note cards with kindergarten sight words. And I thought, okay, great. So we're sending those home with parents so they can practice the sight words with the kids. But what I got to do for the next 15, 20 minutes was help those parents learn the sight words so that they could then work with their children Hmm. that week. So sometimes, Pastor Eric, we have a parent who maybe didn't get that experience with that amazing teacher that you had that summer between third and fourth grade, and we had parents also learning sight words and the phonics behind them so they could support their students at home. Yeah. So there are so many amazing ways that you can give and serve and be a light in the Mm -hmm. community. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you've got two hours a week or if you've got, you know, one hour in May before we get out of school, we can find a really valuable place to plug you in. So would people go to your guys' website uh, to kind of pursue that? Uh, HSD2.org? Yes. Okay. Yes. So you can go um, under the parent tab and drop down to volunteer, but I would just tell all the listeners that you can email me directly. Okay. If somebody wants to volunteer and you're interested or you just want to have a conversation, email me. It's yeah. C O'Brien, O B R I E N yeah. at HSD2.org. I'd love to talk with you about your interest, figure out how we can plug you in and I could even meet you at one of our schools. That would be a great fruit out of the show. I hope one of the listeners takes you up on that, contacts you and starts volunteering and serving. I think one of the things that people don't know uh, about Harrison District 2 is the amazing programs you guys have. Uh, So can you you share some uh, of those programs? I know you've got a new uh, program, uh, Path Forward, and a lot of other things as well. Absolutely. Well, we'll start with Path Forward because you just mentioned that. So we are a pilot site. We are one of a small group of schools nationwide who get to pilot the program starting next year. And this program is really intentional for students who are on track and want to graduate a year early. They can get their high school credits in, graduate basically at the end of their junior year, but we don't have to release them. 
And that last year when they would have been seniors with us in high school, there is funding for them to start their college education Mm. while still having all the resources and people to check in with them daily at school or to even get a certificate in the trades. So we're going to be able to help kids still have caring adults, people who know them, checking in, helping them figure out how to get to the college campus. We'll provide the transportation. We'll have counselors working with them. And that's a really neat program. And um, So basically free college. You got it. With support. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Can't beat that. You can't. And well, you can't, but I'll tell you that we have probably 125 students who will start participating next yeah. year. But any of our students can take concurrent enrollment. And I know that's not unusual for the city of Colorado Springs. What is unusual in Harrison School District 2 is that it's free. Yeah. We pick up the entire cost for the student. And we will transport them to Pikes Peak Community College during the day. We have 25 students walking across the stage to get their high school diploma on May 26th who will have gotten their college diploma, their associate's degree, a week before that. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so it's great. And many other students who go into college with a year of credit, sometimes a year and a half, or the full degree. And then we have the Dakota Promise, which is a really really great program. Any high school senior in Harrison School District 2 who has a 2.5 GPA can attend Pikes Peak Community College completely paid for. Wow. They can get their entire degree. They can get a bus pass. We will send them with a computer. But it's a really amazing partnership um, that is in its second year and um, will transition to its third year. And then our district has been busy behind the scenes, raising dollars, and we're going to be able to continue that for our students beyond. Wow, that's awesome. So, really how about excited. the trades? I know the trades are booming. You know, they it's, are. it's a great way to go. Uh, you, you get certified in a trade. You're making really good money. And Harrison offers some really good programs if they're students, parents and students that are interested in the trades. We do. And we start that in high school. And I think most of us tend to think, right, back to, you know, woodshop and construction and automotive. But it's so much broader than that now. Mm. We've got cybersecurity and we've got medical certificates and we've got kids in culinary arts and kids in cosmetology. So there's a wide array to meet students' interest. And we will start that process in high school and then support them beyond to get that um, certificate and to get placed. And these kids are getting snapped up. Some of these cybersecurity jobs, kids are starting in the field at fifty and $60,000. That's amazing. Yeah. Coming out of high school, right. making fifty dollars right. 60000 And yeah. then many of these companies that we're partnering with, they're so great because they will turn around after a student has been a really successful employee and help them go back to college if hmm. they're looking at a management track in that company. So it's just a really great answer for a number of kids who don't know what they want to do yet. So do they get a like a certificate in cybersecurity that then makes them marketable Absolutely. to get a job? And then yes. if they want to pursue a bachelor's in that later on, they can. They completely can, but they often are then really self-sufficient financially yeah. to be able to do that. Yeah. And it's often a series of certificates and okay. many modules that they need. But also just working directly with employers right here in Colorado Springs who are ready to snap them up. Yeah. 
and put them to work. And some may not realize this, but Colorado Springs is really becoming a hub for cybersecurity. Yes. Mayor Southers did a lot to, to really push that forward and all of our military presence. And that's not going away, the cybersecurity. No, so. it's not. And it's a great option for students. Yeah, that's great. Well, thanks for listening. This is Crosswalk with Christine O'Brien and Pastor Eric Cartier. We're going to head to a break, and we'll be right back. Please stay with us. From Genesis to Revelation, this is 100.7, The Word. Welcome to Crosswalk. This is Pastor Eric Cartier. Thanks so much uh, for listening. It's a privilege to be able to host this show. Uh, What's unique about this show is it's for Colorado Springs, for Southern Colorado. Really enjoy having guests on that love our city, that are serving our city. And Christine O'Brien's joining me today from District 2. She's the Public Information Officer at Harrison School District. And their website is hsd2.org if you're interested. As you've been listening, if if things have sparked your sparked your interest about uh, D2. I noticed in the news, uh, Christine, recently that uh, D2 won an award, the AVID National Demonstration Award. Uh, would you mind sharing with us more about that? Absolutely. So we've had AVID in our district for some time. And for those of you who don't know, AVID stands for Achievement Via Individual Determination. And it really aims to provide students with equal opportunities to access and prepare them for college and being career ready. Most students who participate in AVID are going to be first-generation college students. No one in their family has attended or graduated from college, or they are looking for what we mentioned before the break, just those opportunities for trades and really making a better life for their families as they move forward. We are the fourth school in the state of Colorado to achieve this designation that we just won which is great. And we're about 200 of 8,000 AVID schools nationwide who have achieved it. So it is a big deal. And our staff have been working tirelessly since 2007. When we started the AVID program, we had only 24 students participating. And this year we have 167 of our high school students who are involved in the program. That's awesome. Yeah. One of the things that I have been hearing about is just a shortage on substitute teachers, uh, custodial, bus drivers, those type of things. Is that something D2 is facing as well? It is. It is a nationwide shortage. It's a big one for schools in El Paso County in the Pikes Peak region. And we are no stranger to that. So we could use what we call guest teachers or substitute teachers from what most of us have heard. And it really is a great way to maintain some flexibility. Choose when you want to pick up a sub job, but do a great thing for kids and meet a need. And um, it's easy to get signed up. People can actually go to our website and start the process. We would welcome you. We'll give you training and I will tell you, when you walk into one of our schools, you will feel welcome and really a part of a school community when you're a guest teacher. What's the requirement to be a guest teacher? Uh, do you need a bachelor's degree? Do you, you know, if someone's listening and they're wondering, do I right. m- meet the requirements? Right. So in the state of Colorado, you do not have to be a licensed teacher. Okay. Um, you do have to go through a quick getting a substitute license and our district will help you and walk you through that process. It's not hard. We will fingerprint you and do a background check. Um, We do prefer, we love to have college graduates 
come and serve our kids. That's the preference. But we also have, if you are a high school graduate or got your GED, we have a number of guest service opportunities, even not in the classroom. So you could serve in a variety of areas in our school district, even doing secretarial work, um, assistant work, working in nutrition services. So lots of areas. That's great. We're coming up on the end of the year. So teachers have worked really hard, principals, administrators. What are some ways that you would encourage listeners to give some support to a teacher that's impacted their student? Absolutely. So just reach out to them and tell them you appreciate them. You see them. You know how hard they work. So last week was Teacher Appreciation Week um, in Colorado. And Hopefully people... So it's not too late. It's not too late. We can take that all month, right? Yeah. But you can drop off just a little basket with Mm -hmm. something to nibble on, something for their class, maybe extra school supplies. Teachers spend so much of their own money buying Mm. additional things for their classroom. They would love it if you would swing by an office supply store or your favorite big box store and just put together a fun little packet of things they can use in their classroom, new colorful Sharpie pens and, you know, stickers and organization items. That really goes a long way. Um, You can always do something in Harrison School District too. You can sidewalk chalk in front of a school. That's cool. How much your community appreciates teachers. Hmm. Leave little notes. Um, We appreciate that. People drop things off. We had an entire church come in last weekend and put up bulletin boards for every single teacher Hmm. in an elementary school and tailor them. And the teachers, they didn't know why we made them take their bulletin boards down on Friday before (laughs) they left. And they were like, it's way too early. There's three weeks of school left. We can't take this this. down. But they arrived Monday to a themed appreciation bulletin board outside their classroom, Mm. and they really felt special. That's awesome. I know for me as a pastor, like some of those notes just go a really long way, you know, and a lot of times that note will be just right at the right time, or maybe I'm a little bit discouraged or wondering if this has impact and someone will take the time, a handwritten note, you know, emails are great too, but there's something really special about a handwritten note, you know, and it doesn't cost hardly anything. You know, you, you, you could be on just even a piece of paper and, and writing it down and giving it uh, to, to the teacher. It really does provide encouragement. It does. If you have tulips that have come up in your front yard, right. you can clip a few and take those in for a teacher. Yeah. You don't have to spend money to really let somebody know they're appreciated. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I encourage you to, to reach out to your teachers of your students and let them know that they're appreciated. You know, what are some of the biggest challenges you would say that District 2 is facing? You know, we're always, all school districts are facing budget challenges, but I would say beyond the budget, because I think our district does such an amazing job managing budget and being so Hmm. wise with dollars. I think the bigger challenges we see are the fallout from the last two years. Mm. It's mental health for our students. It's the challenges that they had being home and disconnected. And especially so many of them, their families were in crisis and really had a high amount of stress in their household. And so students coming back to school and trying to navigate that and figure it out. Many of our students went to work during the pandemic to help families if they could. 
And so now trying to figure out how to balance high school life with work or taking care of younger siblings because parents are now back to work. There's just a lot of stress and we have seen that stress spill over and our staff are stressed because they are doing more than they've ever done for students. But we call it kid work. It's Mm -hmm. not just teaching and you know, you hear sometimes, how can staff be a social worker and a counselor to kids? Well, it's not. We're just connecting and doing the kid work. But that work is harder than it used to be. Yeah. I know uh, Rocky Mount Calvary's in District 11. My family and I, we live in District 11. But the schools are doing a lot more than education. Education is the primary focus, but also providing a lot of other services. I know District 2 provides nutritional services, but also other things as well. Would would you maybe describe some of those services? We're going to hit the break. We'll, we'll pause when we, we get to a break, but what are, what are the variety of other services that you guys provide? You bet. So we feed all of our students regardless of income. Every student in our district eats free for breakfast and lunch. We're able to do that through a special program called the Community Eligibility Provision. So you may have heard in local news that you know, all of a sudden meals are being pulled back from districts and families will have to pay. And if they don't qualify for free lunch, they may not get it at all. But that's just not the case in our district. So we offer that there. Again, free college for all of our students, both while they're still in high school and beyond, if they're not ready to take those courses until they graduate. We also have adult and family education programs that we started that are amazing. We're doing a great job helping the people in Southeast also learn to speak English, get their GED, and get ready for the workforce. That's great. Thanks, Christine. We're going to head to a break. Stay with us. We'll be right back. The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk with Pastor Eric Cartier. I have Christine O'Brien with me, Public Information Officer of Harrison School District 2. And we were just talking about how schools really have become, yes, an educational center, but so much more as well. Really, the school is the center of what takes place in the community, where so many services, so many vital services uh, take take place. And as the schools are healthy, the communities are are healthy. We were talking before the break some of the services that Harrison uh, provides, the nutritional services. But uh, you were telling me during the break also now that District 2 offers uh, some child care uh, before and after school uh, to families. Tell us some more about that. Right. Well, we really studied our families prior to the pandemic, but then we got this up and going as students returned to school last year. And so when we opened school this year, we were able to provide free before and after school child care at all of our elementaries for kindergarten through fifth grade students. So that's completely free to our families. It exists at all of our elementary and K-8 through schools for those students, kindergarten through fifth. And it's been amazing. We have 1,200 students enrolled. Wow. And families, that means they can go to work. Parents don't worry about leaving work to get their child and get them to a sitter or put together after-school play dates 
or worry about a family member who takes care of children who all of a sudden have a conflict or they're ill. And it saves our families so much money. I would imagine there's a lot of single parents that are trying to figure out how to make it all work and keep their kids in school, provide all the bills, all of those type of things that that's got to be a lifesaver. And it's, it's huge. And so many of our families just don't have jobs that are flexible. You know, I mm-hmm. felt like I was really fortunate when my children were still young and needed that care, that I had some flexibility in my job. My parents were here during the school year yeah. and could help us out. And that was great, but not all of our families have that. And so to have this safe place where students can get help finishing homework, they have active time, they have snack, they have fun, they have arts, they have crafts. We bring in 183 different after-school opportunities for our students, really K through 12. And um, kids can still take part in that. They can still be in the chess club. They can experience these things even in after-school care. Something that maybe a listener doesn't realize is in Colorado is you can choose where your kid goes to school if you're able to provide transportation. So if someone's listening and they're like, I want to check out District 2, I live in a district, district, they they can come check you guys out. Oh, they can check us out. Better yet, email me or give me a call. We'd love to show you a school and welcome you. We have, I think, the greatest school district. And... It's such a missed opportunity for families who need the support. You can come be part of a family. Your child has the free before and after school care. We provide free athletics, free arts, free band and music. We really make sure that our students can participate and that finances are not a barrier. So if you have a family who would like to make the trek to us, we would love that. Maybe you're on a bordering district and we can show you any of our schools because we've got a great fit for your student. That's great. Well, that brings me to funding. I think a a lot of us don't understand how schools are funded, how districts are are funded, and the need for fundraising. And and there may be some that are like, man, I want to make a difference. You know, I want to invest in, in young people. How does fundraising work for District 2? Well, we have a foundation in our district. So the Harrison Education Foundation is actually its own separate entity in a 501c3, and they are fundraising for us. There is no full-time employee in our foundation, so lots of volunteers. They host a golf tournament every year, and they're always working with different business partners. We have some amazing, not just church partners, But business partners often that we meet through our church partners who pick up the need and they helped us with technology when the pandemic first started. Um, They help us with special needs. And right now they're helping us to get we have been able to raise and fund an endowment for our students so that we can continue helping children go to college because we can do a great job with them K through 12. But so many of our students don't have the same opportunities that their more affluent peers might have to get to college. And if that's their dream, we want to make sure that we can help. So if people have a heart and are looking for a great place to invest, we can certainly help you do that as well. So I think the the message from today's show is, one, there's a lot of great things happening at District 2. Uh, a lot of things to, to celebrate, get, get the word out about uh, if you live in district two, you know, help get that message uh, out. 
If you haven't vis- visited a District 2, two school, go, go check it out. Go see what's happening. Yeah, we would welcome you anytime. Um, and we've got some beautiful schools. I think people sometimes underestimate it. We are halfway through a very large bond that we passed in 2018. And so all of our schools are getting facelifts. They're getting much needed renovation and improvement in infrastructure. We just reopened um, Carmel Community School, which is an amazing, beautiful school with community meeting space. So we would welcome you to come see our schools. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. You know, it's it's really been great to have you on the show and to be able to to learn more. And also, there's an open door to volunteer. I think one of the messages of District 2 is they're open to partnership with churches, nonprofits, business partners, but also individuals. And I think most people in the Springs love living here. We go, this is a great place to live. For it to continue to be a great place uh, to live, it's it's us investing in the community. It's us investing in uh, young people. There's so many challenges facing young people, whether they're a kindergartner or a senior in high school. So if people want to get involved, District 2 has an open door. We do. We do. And if it's not your gig to be in the classroom this morning, I was sitting with about 60 community members because we were wrapping up a year-long community conversation. We were having just about the hardships that our kids have faced post-pandemic And I had so many faith-based friends that were in that room this morning helping us to address those issues. So we welcome you. You may just want to get involved and sit on some steering committees and lend some think tank to us when we're really trying to work through a tough situation. And we would welcome that as well. Christine, do you mind giving out your email again if there's someone that wants to get involved with District 2? C. O'Brien, O-B-R-I-E-N at hsd2.org. That's great. Well, thank you so much for coming in and taking the time. I really appreciate it. And I've learned a lot. It's awesome to hear all the amazing things that are happening at District 2. Oh, thanks so much, Pastor Eric. I'm honored to be here. And I hope you'll all come check it out because I love my job and love serving the city in D2. Before I let you go, I can tell you love your job. What do you love so much about your job? I love the people. I love my colleagues. I love our students. I love the community members that come together to make D2 and the people who live in Southeast. It's just a real privilege to work there every day. That's great. I think that really sums up life. You know, people really make life beautiful and worthwhile. And when you invest in others, you invest in people, you go home at the end of the day and sometimes there's challenges, but you go, that was worth it. You know, it's really the people that that make it worthwhile. It is. And I think um, we're doing some great work and we feel really good about it. And when I look at those kids that are about to walk across the stage in two weeks, all the hard times are worth it. Yeah. And we'd invite you all to invest and jump in there with us. Well, thank you for your investment into our community. It's having a huge impact. I also want to thank all the teachers, all the administrators, Those that are listening, like Christine mentioned, teachers invest so much of their time, their personal resources, just to make it happen. So we give a shout out to the teachers. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you have a great night. We'll be back with you next time.
retired general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.